What are business shower events? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. Good shout out to my friends on Twitter who are uh, doing some of my dirty work and trying to get uh, a lot of the female comedians who I've uh, been unable to um, kind of get booked. They're uh, reaching out and, and doing the work for me. And so I, it's, it's my pleasure to see. Uh, a lot of my past guests, comedians doing the work for me, and I appreciate it tremendously. Today, we're going to talk about something really unique, and this is a, a, a business edition, which we haven't had in like three weeks, and I'm, I'm appreciating that, but it's a little weird that it's happening on a, a weekend rather than a weekday, but we're going to roll with the punches anyway. What we're going to talk about is something called uh, business shower events, and it's a uh, kind of akin to like a baby shower for a business <laughs> i guess well anyway my guest is, is knows all about that and will help us uh get informed about it before i bring her in i have to quickly talk about today's sponsors today's show is brought to you by audiobooksnow.com audiobooks well you know about audiobooks you know about the convenience of them you know you can get them just about anywhere so why audiobooks now well the answer is simple price point price point price point. Yes, that's right. I said it three times and I pointed at you each time. For the listeners, you don't get the benefit on, on the audio side. You don't get the benefit of getting pointed at. Um, audiobooks Now Club Pricing Plan is simply the best deal on audiobooks you'll find. It offers the savings and flexibility not found anywhere else with their save on everything discounts, rollovers, exclusive offers, loyalty program, incredible selection, and cancel anytime policy. It simply cannot be beat. Plus, get a free premium audiobook on select titles when you click the link to it's in the description and start a 30-day free trial of the club pricing plan, which is normally $4.99 a month. It's yours to try absolutely free for 30 days. You're not happy at any time. You just cancel. You won't be charged a penny. It's a really great deal. And you can listen to a hell of a lot of books in 30 days, folks. With audiobooks now, you save on every audiobook you purchase. They don't use gimmicky credits to hide the true costs of the books and whether you want to save big zoo the club pricing plan or simply purchase at their everyday low prices they offer one of the largest selections on audiobooks anywhere you can download or stream the audiobooks through your web through their website or uh, free apps and all of the apps include in-app purchasing i do appreciate you patronizing the sponsors the link is in the description and uh thank you for that now on to the big program We're a little too bright today for a uh Although I'm looking forward to getting outside the beautiful day here on Long Island where I am. Uh, it's spring with a little hint of summer in the air. We're going to head out to the beach as soon as this uh, podcast is over. And I hope it's a beautiful day wherever you are. Now, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about something, a unique and different kind of offering than I've ever heard about before today, business offering. And I think it'll probably be new to you. Kelly Edwards is an entrepreneur and owner of several businesses. Kelly started her first business in 2006, uh, original not equal one O-N-E, a talent management company with the mission to bring quality talent back to the industry and providing guidance and knowledge in an assortment of talents. Sadly, 
in 2013, Kelly made a decision to close down the business and pursue a passion of social work. After working in social services industry for seven years, she then took her passion for helping others and created the business shower events to motivate fellow entrepreneurs. This series of events is for all entrepreneurs who own a business and want to network amongst their uh, other business-oriented individuals with a strong foundation. As a business owner, she decided it was her turn to give back. And now it's uh, your turn to learn from her. Ladies and gentlemen, please open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome in Kelly Edwards to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Kelly, welcome. Hello, hello. Hello. Much for having me. It's my pleasure to have you, and it's my pleasure to pronounce a very easy name to pronounce. That <laughs> last night I had Robert J. S. C. I. M. L. I. M. P. A. G. L. I. A. Can you pronounce that? No. No. <laughs> Sig- I got lost as you were spelling. I'm like, wait. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Robert J. Simpaglia. Simpaglia. Oh, and, okay. And, and, yeah, but it, it, I was practicing it all week, and he came in, and then I still blew it. And so Kel- Kelly Edwards was like, oh. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me, uh, uh, and give the audience a little bit about. I know I gave a little bit of the backstory there, but let's hear it in your words. How you got to where you are today, and then, if you will, uh, describe what uh, business shower events are. Yes. So, um, it's actually not just a, a shower; it's also um, a podcast as well. Um, but we'll get to that. So, just like he said, 2006, I had my own business, um, original, not equal. It was with an, an an ex. We'll just leave it like that, you know. And when that relationship stopped, we decided to sever our businesses. Um, and um, I. Went back to school, got my degree in social work, was working in um, the social service industry for a while. And um, 2020, when the pandemic first happened in March, I was working um, as a recruiter for a very big payroll company. And um, they made a decision to lay me off. And it was just like, you know what? Thank you. I'll take my severance package and I will start my own businesses. And um, that's where uh, the business shower came about. And then I also have a real estate investing company where we do fix and flips and I also wholesale. So um, that is my version of the story. So I took a painful situation and changed it to a positive situation. Excellent. And congratulations on that. Now, uh, this is a difficult time for entrepreneurs, is it not? I mean, uh, and especially uh, people who decided to start up, let's say, uh, just prior to 2020 uh, and then got hit right in the gut with COVID. It's mm-hmm. a really difficult time. Or well, what are you, are you seeing those people? Uh, are you uh, seeing those people need extra help right now? Yes, I am. Um, because no one was used to online. Well, we were used to shopping online and we were used to doing things online, but now everything is online. Right. So um, just trying to help entrepreneurs learn how to be able to still have their business and be online. So you have to pivot, which is why the, the Business Shower podcast came about, because I couldn't have events virtually um at the time uh but we're we're, we're about to have our uh, first one in september and i had to 
use the podcast as a platform to keep me going. And it was just like a really cool idea to have a podcast for new business owners. So, yeah. So why uh, I, because I don't know what, cause you're close to New York, but you're not in New York, you're in New Jersey. So yeah. I, I'm just wondering why September, because I think New York will be, I mean, I'm assuming it will be because I, I, I've been performing out for months now. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I know that businesses are opening Yes. Pretty steady here. What's what's the opening climate like in New, New Jersey? Are you open yet for business? Well, restaurants are open, um, but they're still at like a 25% capacity. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. The governor is really, I mean, he's been doing a good job, but he's a little strict when it comes to certain things opening up. Like the clubs here are still not open yet. So um, it's going to be a while. Um, The event spaces are open, but of course they're operating um, at a low capacity. So it's almost like not worth it to have an event here now. Yeah, I hear that. that. I'm surprised about that because in New York, I think the capacity is supposed to be 75%. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but it, nobody's <laughs> paying any attention to that. It's 100%. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just really strange, especially, and, and the difference between a restaurant and a club is really, you know, it's it's splitting hairs because clubs serve, serve food. Restaurants have live music and stuff, so and it's just weird that that's happening. Now, are, are those the two primary uh, business types that deal with? Oh, you you deal with the every everybody across the board in in small businesses. Yeah, I deal with everybody across the board. Um, recently, I started um, targeting um, creators and uh, authors and. Um, actresses and actors because they're entrepreneurs too you know they're just different type of entrepreneurs so yes yeah and also they've been hit equally hard as anybody who has a small uh, brick and mortar type store i mean so and they need to find some way you know if your whole life was based on performing and most of them were they're not like um you know under like contracts or something most of them were were paycheck to paycheck even though the paycheck ends up being cash at the end of the night in a lot of cases of people and so they were hit really hard and so how do they how do they sustain themselves and they don't have the benefit in a lot of cases of unemployment and things like that and and health benefits and all that so they've been hit really hard so the the podcast what is the format of that are you doing is it an just an audio podcast or is it video too it's audio and it's video um, and it just gives uh, new and existing business the platform to talk about, you know, what they've been going through through the pandemic, um, how they pivoted through the pandemic. Also, um, acts as a inspiration to someone new who might be coming along and saying, you know what, I want to start my own podcast, or I want to go be an actor, or actress, or model, or Arthur, or something whatever they want to be, um, they have all these people that they can listen to and hear how they got started. So, well, I don't want to, I don't want to encourage anybody to start a new podcast. Let's not do that. (laughs) No, we have to encourage them to start a new podcast. Well, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, since the pandemic started, there have been two new podcasts every single minute, every single minute. And so we're, we're flooding the market with podcasts and that's not, you know, I'm not against competition and all that. That's not my reason behind this. I've seen personally, I've seen several hundred people start a podcast, put a, invest a whole lot of energy and money into it, do it for 
a month or two mm-hmm. and not see any results from it, not see any traction, get difficult time uh, getting uh, new listeners and especially making money. Nobody is making money in two, three, you know, you have to be at it for a long time to make money. So they fade. So they invest all this money, put all this energy into it, uh, get it started, get it off the ground and realize, wow, this is harder than I thought. This is, mm-hmm. a, this is a real job. And then they end up quitting. And so I hate to see that. So that's, that's the perspective I'm taking when I say, I don't want to encourage that. If I want to encourage it, Mm-hmm. I think the thing to do is to really lay out the reality of it. Listen, I work two hours a day. People see me working two hours a day. Mm-hmm. It's a 16-hour-a-day job what I do. Yes, it is. Yeah. And you know what? And that's what that's kind of what I'm learning because this is something new to me. Um, but it's been it's been a little successful. So to hear people talk about that, listen, you gotta keep at it, you gotta keep going. Nobody's podcast is just gonna magically uh become a thousand subscriber or even a million subscribers overnight. You gotta keep going at it. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a million subscribers would be would be uh <laughs> I know pe- I know people who've been doing it ten years uh, who and haven't gotten still a million. haven't touched a million, right? Not even, not even close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's difficult. It's very difficult. So niching down is kind of um, the the idea most people do. I don't. I take the opposite approach. I want to be as diverse as I possibly can, get as many different points of view, and learn from as many different people. But I'm not. I'm not in your space. So tell me about the people who you've had on and and how they're finding you to to kind of. Uh, become a guest are you looking are you going out and outbound and saying who would make a great guest or or is it inbound where people are approaching you and saying i'd love to be a guest on your show so i'm actually being a, doing it both ways um i'm reaching out to certain people and i'm saying listen you would be great on my show i would love to have you and then i also have people coming to me stating oh you know what i just started this new um i'm trying to think of someone i had on my show recently um, yes, a boutique owner, but she, she's doing it, um, for children, wow. um, and children with autism, um, because, you know, children with autism have, uh, sensory to different things. So she came on my show and she talked about why she started her business. So I thought that was very inspirational. You know, social services will always have a, a, a place in my heart. So anybody in the social service industry, you know, I'm targeting to bring them on my show. But yeah, it's gone both ways. I'm reaching out and then people are reaching out to me. There it goes again, folks. Uh, um, I, I People get tired of hearing me say this, but mm-hmm. I since I started doing the podcast, it's like the idea, the concept of coincidence has just gone out the window. Now, here's why I say that today, yeah. because two days ago, I had a guy on who wrote a book about a relationship between a father and an autistic child and a special mm-hmm. relationship. And then tomorrow, I have a filmmaker on who's a young boy from Long Island, New York, who is it? Uh, it's still in high school, but he's an autistic boy who is a filmmaker, an independent filmmaker, and about to launch his, uh, his third film, I believe. So it's just like, you know to hear you bring up a, a business that you know is is dealing with autism it's like that's not a coincidence the yeah. universe or god or some whatever is out there it's trying <laughs> it's trying to send me messages through all these seeming like seemingly coincidences that i deal with on a daily basis here yes uh, <laughs> i yes. appreciate that yeah you so, might have to have a segment on your show like highlighting 
you know, nonprofits or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I <laughs> believe me. I we've we've gone there quite a few times, and I I, okay. I do support um, nonprofits. I think it's it's a difficult thing because especially. I know that there's there's two side going here. When 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 times are tough and economic times are tough, it's harder to get find people with uh, disposable income to give and support uh, uh, causes. But then people are more likely to have a, a softer heart during these times and and, yes. and patronize those things. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. everything's a two sided coin. What what have you? Has there been any powerful? Um, Things that lessons you've learned from from this endeavor that you're you're doing now. Yes, um, the most powerful thing that I've learned is building systems is so important. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I you know before when I had my company I did not build systems at all. I was just kind of doing everything myself and. I learning, I I built systems in my real estate company first. And I was just like, I have to do this for the business shower. This is so much easier. So um, that that was like the most, that was like life changing to me. Cause I'm like one of those, I like to be organized type of people. Yeah. And having a CRM for my podcast is like the best. (laughs) Uh, Of course. Now it strikes me as a little unique that because you started out in talent management and mm-hmm. so that artistic side i don't see a, there's a, a a brain line that art artistic artistic stuff is on one side and business side is on the other and most people they either just focus on one or the other and mm-hmm. and don't match that up being talking about systems i think mm-hmm. that it's important even if you are a one person shop but it's yeah. just I know this because I've built systems for myself starting this podcast. And then I was contracted to help produce several other uh, podcasts through a company that does that. And then realized that their systems don't match up with, with what I do at all. My, my systems are kind of archaic, built for a one-man shop. And, mm-hmm. and theirs is much more spread out. But it's a, it, organization and all that stuff uh, is important. It's not yeah. my, it's not my inclination, but I, I it's something we have to learn to do. So yes, good yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so how how is uh, that translating to uh, success on the podcast? Are, are you uh, first of all how many how long have you been at it and how many episodes are out? Um, so I've been at it since September. Yep, September, um, and it's about. Oh my God! It's about eleven episodes out right now. Eleven, yeah, maybe like yeah. eleven. Okay, I'm rolling up on the almost fifteen. I only do it twice a month um, because I am a one man shop. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't want to get overwhelmed. But um, yeah, my fifteenth episode, I'm going to be doing like a big celebration for it. That that's interesting. Uh, and so twice a month. What days do you do you publish? I actually publish on. Um, the fifteenth and the thirtieth. Oh, I, so so you're going by not by days of the week, but by dates. Yes, by dates. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any um like reason for that? No, I just <laughs> always um like the fifteenth and the thirtieth. I don't know. Maybe it was because of that was my pay schedule when I worked at uh this very large payroll <laughs> company. But I always like those dates. So well, I, well my birthday's the thirtieth. And- oh. See? <laughs> 
And you know what? Uh, just a, my wife's birthday is the thirtieth. My my ex wife, my first wife's birthday uh-huh. was the thirtieth. My son's birthday was the thirtieth. So, <laughs> that's a that's a great I, date. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there is a you know, and I think podcasters get so caught up in this. What's the best day to publish? What's the best time to publish? And all that stuff. I just when it's done and ready, I publish it and. For me, I know people are overwhelmed by how much I publish because sometimes, sometimes it's four or five shows a day. Uh, it, it's generally two shows a day. I'm trying to slow down a little bit, but uh, but the, I don't think there is a good time, best time because it's it's evergreen. The content is always there. People will see it. Uh, you do get a spike if you publish at certain times, and you can see in your stats. But I don't think it plays that bigger bigger role in it. Um, before doing the podcast, have you ever done anything uh, that required speaking to uh, uh, void, the empty void of space through a microphone before in your life? Uh, yes and no. Um, I'm going to say yes, because when I was the, doing the talent management, um, I worked for artists, I worked for models, I worked for... Um, makeup artist. So I would always have to speak on their behalf. Um, but, um, we're just going to go with astrology. I'm a Leo. Um, and I am also, I like to be like the center of attention and I'm a very outspoken. I am the one that's always talking amongst all of my friends. So yeah, I just kind of, I kind I don't even know what made me want to do the podcast. It was in my business plan and the pandemic hit. I was just like, let's just go for it. And <laughs> okay, cool. That's why uh, we're here. August baby. Uh, not, not, not August 15th. No, August 12th. Okay. I, I'm August 30th. <laughs> oh, okay. See? <laughs> and my wedding anniversary is in August too. That's like the best month for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being born in August 30th was a difficult thing for me because I, my birthday came right as we were going back to school. And going back to school was always a sad thing yeah. for me. I just, it's the end of the summer. I wanted the summer to last forever. Forever. And I, <laughs> I still get sad when I see the first day of school, uh, school and kids going. And I know a lot of parents are just relieved by that. Grandparents are relieved to get the kids out of the house. Mm-hmm. Me, I just get sad about because I picture myself and I think, oh, poor kid, the summer's over. Don't You want that summer to last forever. I mean, and August is the best month for summer fun, but then it, it when it ends, it gets depressing. <laughs> I know, because then there, here comes winter. Yeah. For those <laughs> those models and, and performers and, and people that you managed, did you keep a database with that of them and keep in touch with them as potential guests now on your show? Um no, I honestly don't. Um once I shut down, like severed the business with my ex, I kinda let it go. I mean, the artists I still keep in contact with. Um I'll, you know, reach out to him every once in a while, but he's now managing, so that's right. about it. So, so, um, when you're doing the, you're doing video, are you doing zoom where you have many people in it or is it one-to-one like this? It's usually one-to-one like this. Um, but I am doing zoom. Yeah. Uh, because on zoom, they allow you to have like a, a network event. So you could have like, and this will actually let you do uh, 10, 10 people, but on zoom, I think you can have hundreds of people and you yeah. can make it like a virtual event. Mm-hmm. Uh, describe to me like what, a business shower event might look like what what is what do people uh what what does the event look like i'm, I'm coming to to one of these events walking through the doors what do i expect to see 
you're going to expect to see about if you were if we were face to face. Uh, you you can expect to see many tables of vendors selling different products. I never I try not to have the same product there so that when you walk in, you could kind of purchase everything, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you can also expect to learn some things because no one's perfect. And I love to teach. I probably should have been a teacher, but um you're going to, you're going to learn something. The first business shower, we had the state of New Jersey come out and talk about, uh, taxes, paying taxes. Cause that was the first mistake I made in my business. I did not pay my taxes in my first business and I got in trouble for it. So wow. I am definitely, I had them come out. And then I also had someone who, um, was uh she's a marketing professional so come out and talk about marketing your business getting your business out there so one of these events is 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 going to be um a shopping experience but you're also going to learn something as well okay cool that sounds like fun uh with respect to marketing Mm -hmm. there are so many different marketing people out there and different approaches to marketing now it's it's uh it can get overwhelming with different Mm -hmm. theories about what works and what doesn't work and uh people can get lost in that pretty simple Mm -hmm. marketing used to be such a a simple thing uh uh, you you reach out you make uh you you create awareness for something you create a buzz about it uh Mm -hmm. but now those areas and how we reach our uh, uh, potential customers. Mm-hmm. It's so diverse and it's so complicated. Yes. Uh, uh, so <laughs> what you know, I you- tell you to is try. And if that doesn't work, try another way. And if yeah. that doesn't work, then try another way. You just yeah. got to keep trying until you figure out what works best for you. Right. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the clock is ticking, on, especially on new businesses, and people feel the pressure to succeed pretty quickly. And so uh, I, I understand, and it is all about trying and error and adjustment and, and, and making adjustments. But for new business, if you're not established, if you're not, you don't have a foothold already, it can be a really scary time. Uh, are you, uh, do you do any kind of, uh, you know, it, it's kind of not, it's more than just talking about the business, but talking about the mindset of patience and perseverance with a lot of new entrepreneurs, because yes. it gets scary out there. I, you know, I haven't really three months in and we're not turning a profit yet or even, or even breaking even yet. That's a scary proposition for a lot of businesses. And you know why a lot of businesses fail within a year. Okay. So are you, are you planning on having any of those people who just talk about the mindset of success and, and what it takes to be have perseverance and patience enough to make it work. Yes. My mentor is the best person um, that usually, because I have a mentor in real estate. And as you know, real estate market not easy. So um, what he usually tells me to, to keep, to keep focused because for my first year in real estate, I didn't close not one transaction and everyone else around me was cashing these very big checks and I wasn't cashing anything. So I was just like, well, why am I doing this? I don't, I'm not good at this. Like, why do we just keep breaking even? Um, and it's almost like a, a patient person's game. And I am that person that gets very stressed out if something is not happening right then and there. Um, so what I learned is one to pray about it. And I know that sounds cliche, but, um, you're going to pray about it. And, um, I also started meditating because when you have a business, 
you have to be able to kind of take yourself out of the entrepreneur mindset and push yourself in the customer mindset, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And kind of just step back and look at it like, okay, if you was a customer, why would you come to this business? Why would you support this business? So you got to kind of like take yourself out of yourself and put yourself in that customer's mindset. Absolutely. And uh, you know what? You touched on a couple of things there. Number one, prayer. There are a lot of people who doubt the power of prayer and and, and don't have a big belief system. And mm-hmm. uh, but uh, if it works, yeah. And, to, and I want to speak to those people for a minute. Mm-hmm. If it works to, to give you peace and and patience and the, and what you need to get through, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you believe in the power of an, a God or an external uh, creator or any of that mm-hmm. stuff. If the simple act of praying gives you peace and allows you to function uh, in a productive way, that alone is a good enough reason to, to, to give it a try. So I, because I, I know people are, are reluctant to that. And, and, and a lot of people are like, Oh, that's just magical thinking. That's not going to work. <laughs> uh, the other part of it is, is um, you know, that, that, how do I put this? That the, the idea of the mindset of, of a professional is not, uh, is not looking at the short term. So when you're looking at cashing a big, at other people cashing big checks around you, first mm-hmm. of all, the big thing is not to compare yourself to other others, but to look internally in what you can do. Exactly. And, and not focus on what other people are doing with envy and resentment. I know that's mm-hmm. difficult and it's against human nature because mm-hmm. it's our nature to say, wow, I, why can't I be more like that person? They're, they're a success and they're killing it already. Exactly. Uh, the last part of what you touched upon is this idea of, we're looking for results without looking at how can we add more value. I think part of the, the key to any business success is focusing on the customer, as you said, taking that customer perspective. How can I make, how can I add more value into the customer's lives? And th- once you do that and figure out how to add value to them, you're going to be a success by default because people are going exactly. to look to you to solve problems for them. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's hard lessons to, to learn, but and, and because again, human nature makes us focus on all the results we want getting into it. And most, most often we, we always start a business thinking what's in it for us instead mm-hmm. of what, what's in it for them. What's it, what's in it for the world? What, what can we add to the world? And, and that's exactly, it sounds cliche, but it's, it's absolute truth. So. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, so, uh, doing, doing the, um, I have to ask this question, and I'm not being judgmental here, but mm-hmm. do, doing the interviews. Uh, tell me about um, how how you go about doing interviews with, with people on podcasts, because uh, I, I say this as you know, just before the show started, I said I have, I said I described it as this: I don't have any scripted questions; it's a casual mm-hmm. conversation. I mm-hmm. see an awful lot of people. I'm not saying don't do your research, but people are out there who just go out and research their guests like crazy and. And then write down a list of questions they're going to ask them and kind of ask them in a row. Don't really bother listening to those answers and have the next question ready. And oftentimes you'll see that they actually answered that the next question in the in the previous answer, but you weren't listening enough. So you're just reading a note, notepad of questions. What is your uh, preparation and interview style like? Have, have you uh, gotten the confidence to say, OK, I've done my research. Here's, a, here's what I want to ask them. Throw it out. And th- let me just go from the heart. No, 
I'm going to say no. (laughs) And when I first started, I was that person that asked all these questions and I was reading from a script and I'm like, okay, I got to ask these questions. I want to ask these questions. Um, Now I am kind of, um, in prompting, asking questions because as we're talking and, you know, they might say something interesting and I'm like, Ooh, I want to ask them that question. So I'll ask them, but I do still have like a little, a little set of questions that I like to ask every guest on my show. Right. Uh, can, uh, can you give me an example of one of those? Yes. So one of the questions that I like to ask them is, um, what has been, what has it, what has been, uh, what is the most important thing you have learned from being an entrepreneur? What was your life like before you learned it? And what was your life like after? Oh, good stuff. Uh, and, and have you had any um, instances where somebody just said yes or no to your questions? No. <laughs> Thank God. Because I would be like. Oh, it's going to happen. Sooner or Sooner or later, you're going to book a guest who wants to be on your show, th- no, thinks they have something to talk about, and you ask questions, and they're just going to ask. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I might. You know what? I might have to, because you know what? In real estate, um, I get a lot of sellers that's like, yeah, I want to sell. And then you're trying to like dig for that motivation on why you want to sell, and they'll just say, I just want to sell. So I'm... I'm going to say I'm pretty good at kind of getting out what I need to get out right. by digging. I might have to dig a little deeper, but I, I feel like I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. yeah. I, I've had I've some, some pretty strange, strange uh, guests. Yeah. We're yeah. getting, am I getting echo? Echo, echo. No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said something. That's why I was just like, uh oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. I had, um, and, and I do some due diligence and I had, you know, basically I'm not booking anymore. People, people come to me to be on the program. I mean, I put it out there in, in basic uh, publicists and all that who have my information, but I'm not actively going out looking for guests. So when they come, I assume they've been well vetted by the publicists and all people who want them to, to be on the show. But I had one guy in particular, young kid who had a podcast about, horror stories and this kind of stuff and so i started the show and he was 16 minutes late getting to the show and i was about i was just i you know what i'll just do it myself and just ramble on finally he came and i saw him in the little window that we have down here where we see the guests and i was like well that looks a little odd what's going on down there so i brought him into that window where you are now and i saw he was sitting uh at, at his desk but right behind him his family was eating dinner at the dinner table and uh i said <laughs> that's awful strange and his, his sister was there in a t-shirt uh just a t-shirt nothing else and getting up and, and chasing oh, no. the door chasing the dog around the table <laughs> but we showed him <laughs> and i was like this is just and and basically he was uh yes or no to every single question i asked and he he wanted to be on my show i said you know do you have anything you want to talk about no <laughs> no what are you what are you doing here so uh, it, it, it was a really tough and i've had a few of those where it's, it's like pulling teeth to talk to people and yeah be i actually had to lock my dog up because she loves to speak when she's not supposed to speak so <laughs> i had to put her in the room <laughs> right uh so are you just dealing with uh, people in Jersey, in New Jersey, right now, or is, are you uh, expanding out nationwide? Yeah. And how, how do you, how would that look once the pandemic is over and you're doing actual physical events like you plan to in September? 
Yes. Um, so as far as the podcast, I'm going to continue to keep expanding nationwide. And as far as the um, events goes, eventually I'm going to be all virtual type of events. Okay. Yeah. Uh, th- those are, a, a, I'm, I'm wondering what the response of the public is for virtual mm-hmm. events. I get invited to virtual summits all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are people, I think, wow, there's an interesting speaker I'd like to, to hear from, but there are generally so many of them and it's like three days and, and it's all video stuff. And um, I, I'm reluctant to even give it a try. What is the response to, to, to that on, on your side? Do you, are people, uh, really gravitating towards um, that kind of distant uh, network, business networking? I'm going to be honest. Um, My friend who is a publicist is trying to get me to not do this. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's probably me. I'm a little afraid uh, because of the pandemic and how we had to shut everything down so fast and, Everybody had to pivot. Um, so I might do hybrid events. I might do some online and some uh, in person. My thought process is to go all online because I just wanted to do that. Um, but she is like in my ear, no, no, you can't do this. You can't. You got to be able to do it in different states and you got to be there physically. And uh, and this pandemic is not going to last forever. But um, so she's in my ear. And like well, I said, she's a publicist. So, well, I want I want to talk to her and tell her to stop saying the word can't to you. Uh, I, I would never say can't. I would say, uh, yeah, I would put it this way. Consider uh, doing what you want to do, but also consider having some real live events in your local area to yeah. start off. That's how I would do that. She mm-hmm. shouldn't be telling you can't. Don't ever well, tell somebody can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? She is my best friend. So she's just she's very aggressive when it comes to me. So, yeah, she cares about you. Yes, she loves right. me very dearly. <laughs> right. Well, that that's an important part of it, too. I think, you know, uh, starting a business. There is a human part of this that a lot of people forget about. And the heart connection, the human connection, the, the caring about people is an important part of it. We can't be all, uh, and I see so many people are just so cut and dry business. I, I work uh, consulting with a company right now. They don't do anything by phone calls. Everything's text messages or emails, and there's no personal interaction. And it feels very, you know, and all their time is is eating up so you can't even schedule a phone call sometimes and 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 to me that just feels so impersonal and and it just so far away from why i got into doing being a business person in the first place because it is really at the end of the day it's all about serving people Mm -hmm. we have to remember that we are all our people and those connections that you make uh Mm -hmm. with people are going to be your what leads to success Mm -hmm. do you agree i agree I absolutely yeah. agree. And I just feel like text, just texting people. That's just, I don't even like just texting my husband. I call him and I'm like, pick up the phone. I got to say something. I'll, I'll text him. Call me. You know, I would uh, rather speak to you on the phone than through text. Cause it. Yeah. You know, I just think it's with me particularly, it's my generational thing. First of all, we, my generation wasn't raised on phones and we uh, cell phones and we, Certainly, are not good at typing with thumbs. <laughs> this whole thing, I, I can't. Sometimes it's good. Text messaging is great for some things, but not for everything. 
Yeah, but business is going that way. And so, you know, we talked about marketing. A lot more people are moving away from like email lists to SMS marketing where people get texts and stuff. That stuff drives me crazy, especially if I don't know how you got my phone number and all that stuff. It drives me crazy. Uh, Is that, you know, are you compiling a list of like really interesting topics for these events for down the road? Because I think that would be one of them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How, how you deal and the transition and i don't know where marketing is the, the state of marketing is going email marketing has worked great for mm-hmm. 20 years i don't know i can see why because it's a it's available that's why people want to try the the sms stuff but i i think i don't know what your reaction is but i would guess uh, you were pretty much the same as me so you get a text from somebody you don't know about uh a discount or or, or grand opening sale what's your reaction today are you uh, like what the hell Well, I'm going to say yes and no. And um, I say yes. I'm like, what the hell? How the hell do you get my text message? Um, I mean, how do you get my phone number, my personal phone number at that? Not my business line. But in real estate, I text people all the time like, hey, this is Kelly. Are you interested in selling your home? And they're like, who the hell is this? (laughs) Right, right. Well, again, coincidence, coincidence, coincidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think two days ago, it was yesterday, I I lose track, had an author of a book uh, called Knock on Doors, and he's a real estate uh, agent. Mm -hmm. He he does all his lead acquisition still the old-fashioned way by going around and knocking on doors. And where I was just going just before we had that come up is that the idea that people lead to people and so every and and, you know it being a human uh a very personal thing sometimes even if the the people you are meeting and dealing with are not going to end up being your customers they can still lead to people who will be your customers or people you can do business with or people you might be a customer of and and have a valuable service or need that they can fill so that idea of personal interaction is really strong with me but that the other idea of real estate just going around knocking on 125,000 doors well it is a great source of getting leads. Um, but if I didn't live in Essex County, I would do this all the time. I would knock on doors all the time. But here, I've been chased. <laughs> I've been threatened at the door. So I'm just like, you know what? Until I get my license to carry, I can't knock right. on doors. Yeah, well, but- that, that was one of the questions I asked him. I said, you know, basically, you're going around knocking on doors. Number one, people are, are not expecting you. They didn't invite somebody over. And somebody yep. knocked on my door and nobody, and I didn't invite them. Uh, my first reaction is, who the hell is at my door? And yeah. so I'm going to be opening the door with a bad attitude to begin with. Yeah. And so <laughs> the 30-second elevator pitch uh, uh, that you're going to give them at that point is already jaded by, I'm angry at you. Who the hell are you? I don't know who you are. What do you want? And I'm, I'm looking to see, do I need to be holding a weapon because I don't know who you are. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And you know what? In in this area, absolutely. You definitely you get that. But then then you also get some people that's just like, no, I'm not gonna you know, they're really nice about it. No. And if you keep pr- pushing, that's when you'll see the attitude. But like I said, um it is a good source of leads. Like that is actually the, the best one. It just yeah. doesn't always work in this part of new jersey <laughs> uh, it, that's it could be a part of it too he's in I, I would think where he is it's probably pretty difficult too he's in los angeles and mm. I, I think based on 
Well, I don't know what I know. He's very successful, so he's probably living in an affluent neighborhood. But um, it's possible that the places that he's marketing to are all. are And you know what? You know what? Um, I hate to say this, but what was New York and New Jersey? It was an article that came out a long time ago. We were like rated the angriest states or something like that. So it's 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 us. It's just us. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I think uh, there's something to that, but there's also some something to that. Just uh, the way we uh, culturally, the way we deal with people can be taken as angry when all it's just you know <laughs> we just we just talk different than the rest of the country. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I've you ever been somewhere? Where did I go? I think I was in North Carolina somewhere. Everybody was. Just, Good morning. How are you? Good yeah. morning. And I'm like, why are these people so damn happy? Like, where where am I? But yeah, it's the South, Southern hospitality. But yeah, I'm not yeah. used to that. Nobody says good morning to me. <laughs> that that's that's true. And it's I I think sometimes if people are nice to you, you suspect that you're like, what, yeah. What? what? You kill me? <laughs> are you? Wait, are you hitting on me? What the what the hell's going on? <laughs> and, and people in New York also uh, are surprised when I hold the door for them. Uh, uh, you know, somebody walking up and I'm leaving, I'm holding the door for them. People look at me like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are you holding the door for me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, does that, is that um, a consideration in doing these networking things? You get a bunch of angry New Yorkers and New Jersey people. <laughs> teaching, them, teaching them how not to be angry. Yeah, yeah. We should all meditate. Just breathe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. There is a... a um, a point to just being nice and i you know one of my guests was, was uh so many guests on this program now but uh somebody w- w- gave was here to deliver that message about uh the importance of just being nice and polite that we've lost that uh not just new york new jersey i mean generally as a culture in 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 general that we've lost that uh idea of etiquette and politeness and the mm-hmm. way we, we treat people uh, that will go a long way in helping people start and, and grow a new business. Yes. It's uh, something to consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are you optimistic? For, and not, I'm not just thinking for your business and what you're doing. Are you optimistic for the uh, the outlook of business in general um, of recovering from the pandemic and coming back? Do you, are you think we're going back to any semblance of the real normal that we knew before the pandemic or is everything going to be different in your view? I feel like everything is going to be different. Um, I think we're going to have some, you know, idea of normalcy, if you want to say, Um, but it's still, I I don't think the masks are going away anytime soon, at at least for me. Um, I don't think the huge events where everybody's like packed in sardine wise, is going to happen anymore. Um, I think everybody is going to be a germaphobic in a way. Um, yeah, that's just how I see it. But I'm hoping that everything does open back up because, you know, I am itching to go somewhere. Like, I'm taking my first vacation in August and I cannot wait to get out of the state of New Jersey. <laughs> Well, I think you summed up what my my uh, perception pretty well in that there are two 
they're two schools of, of thought and uh, people who are, are nervous and are worried about going out and getting too socially uh, close and all that stuff. And then there are people who are just so um, frustrated and, and, and tired. You know, it's a 14, 16 months is a long time mm-hmm. to keep, to keep people under lock and chain in, in, in a way. And so people are just dying to explode. And so at, at our shows, we see people, two, two types of people in the same room. And you see people who are extremely cautious. And then you see people who are just throwing caution to the wind and just like, forget about it. I'm, I don't care if I catch this. I need to act normal. So mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a really um, difficult thing to predict and i i'm a pessimist by nature so and uh but life goes on and we go through changes and we have to learn to adapt and i think that's the most important message right mm-hmm. yeah yeah i can't so, wait to tell my kids about this pandemic that we went through you know you're older and your grandkids and you're just like you didn't even have to live through a pandemic i'm gonna be that grandma. <laughs> I lived through a pandemic. I had to be stuck in the house for, I don't know how long I've been stuck in the house. Originally, I, I kind of welcomed it when it first happened to be when they told me it was just going to be two weeks. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's a gift from God. I'll get two weeks off in the house. Nobody mm-hmm. and nobody can yell at me about it because that's my nature. I'm pretty much a recluse anyway. I love to be. Okay. <laughs> uh, not that I, because I am a performer as well, so I'm out there. So oh. when I, I I perform for crowds, and then I want to come home into peace and quiet. And so yeah. that idea of peace and quiet for two weeks, and nobody's gonna bust your chops about it. I thought, wow, that's great. But then when it became a month, I started to get, eh, I'm not so happy about that. Then two yeah. months, and now <laughs> nobody told me it was gonna be a year and year plus. And now I'm exactly, like, and during the pandemic, I got stuck. I'm not even going to say stuck because her parents might see this and then they'll have a fit. But I got stuck with a four year old and I don't me and my husband don't have any kids. We just have a dog. So I had the four year old in my house and she is just like very talkative. And and it was just like, oh, my God, this is this is what it's going to be like to be a parent. I'm not a parent yet. So I didn't get it. I got a crash course. And it was just like, oh, wow, this is this is this is a lot. Right. I had my I, I similar. I had my my stepdaughter and her husband and their ch- a child, uh, my oh. grandchild, grandchild uh, in the house for a year. They just moved out to uh, two, three weeks ago, but they were here for the, the bulk of the pandemic and they were locked down, too. And it's just like, oh, boy, kid did homeschooling. You know, yes. I, <laughs> wait a minute. He doesn't even go away for a couple of hours. <laughs> yes. It was like every day, you know, every day. The, the the glory, the best part of being a grandparent is you get to give them back and don't see them for a while. And then that that was not part of the it says, wait a minute, we're taking that part of the equation out. Now they're with you 24 seven. It's like, oh, wait a minute. I've been through this. We've raised kids already. Yes. yes. Yeah. See, I had no experience, but I did very well. She actually called me today and said she was packing her bags and coming back. And I was just like, oh, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> No. Hold on, that's so fast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I've never, I wasn't one of the anti-maskers. I, I you know, I understand. I'm, I'm, nobody's happy about wearing a mask, but uh, I understood it. But just yesterday I found myself, uh, I don't know where I was going, but I, I had, put, had to put the mask on. I just, 
and I forgot. I had to go back to my car to get my mask. And mm-hmm. it, it was just like, man, when are, when are we going to be able to be go back to no mask, just dealing with people? And uh, the bright side of it, everybody's uh, nobody's ugly anymore. <laughs> everybody's got a mask on. There are no ugly, there, there are no ugly people. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so this has been really uh, informative. Now, uh, you, is your date in September set in stone? Have you? Uh, have you? No. Okay. Um, it will be soon, so I'm not exactly sure, but it's going to be on a Saturday. That's okay. all I know right now. So, for the people on the listening side, the the um, URL for for the website has been scrolling across the bottom. It's thebusinessshowerevents.com. Pretty simple. It's all one word, thebusinessshowerevents. Uh, link is in the description, and I hope you will check it out. So I guess uh, we'll kind of keep a monitor on it, and when you, when you do have a date, unless you want to email me and say, I've got a date, and then I'll let people know about it and put yeah. it out there uh, yeah. so people can. Now, it's, a, it's basically going to be all online, so they don't need to make any plans to be anywhere no it's uh, gonna be all online what are your plans for the timing like and i know you don't have a date of it yet but is it going to be a several day event is it going to be one night or several hours what what is that look yeah like? it's going to be um several hours um probably minimum of three hours and that's probably it weeknight weekday saturday probably midday Okay. Yeah. Good. So people have a good idea of what to expect, and yep. so and so should, is it's open to any kind of business now. Is it small businesses only? Is it big businesses? Uh, you know. No. If if a big business wants to be a part of the business shower events, come on. <laughs> because because it is basically at some level networking. So yes. Custom, products and customers and b2b type of thing will be going on so perhaps you know there's a room for a big business to uh hook up with a small business that has a, a need that can be either a source for them or product mm-hmm. source or service source for them so great yeah. deal yes well uh, kelly i really appreciate this and I, I wish you great success we will continue to promote anything that you have you want to send send me some and if you want to come back right before you have uh, a, an actual event plan and mm-hmm. kind of promote it right before or, or you know as you're starting to sell tickets for it or whatever uh, mm-hmm. you're welcome welcome back and i appreciate that awesome awesome thank you for having me so much so awesome good luck with, with the podcast by the way all righty okay. bye, bye everybody bye for now Kelly Edwards, the business shower events, folks, different kind of uh, approach to thing. I think she's got a really unique idea and she's onto something there. Uh, so again, the link is in the description, business, the com. I hope you'll check it out. If you got a small business, mid-sized business looking to gain some traction, looking to really, uh, overcome some of the challenges you've been dealt with through COVID uh, may be a great resource for you. So that's our program for today. Don't have a show tonight. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. I have a, uh, a unique young filmmaker who's on the autism scale. His name is Justin Janelson, and he's a local guy and a, a young man. I think he's still in high school and on the autism spectrum, as I mentioned, and he's uh, done a film uh, about to uh, start production on the film, I believe, not actually completed the film. Uh, and uh, it's starring um, a lot of young people like him, high school people, great entrepreneurial uh, type of thing. And then tomorrow night, my friend Tim Easy from the Suck It Easy Band will be here, and we will be... Uh, doing a retrospective 
of the second easy band years great award-winning band local band from long island that kind of uh, uh made some noise in the from 2000 i would say from 2002 i think to about 2012 2013 uh had a great big fan base here on long island and a very unique approach to doing a lot of uh, tradition uh tributes to different kind of bands and things like that so Tim Easy will be with me. I hope you'll join me then. 8 p.m. tomorrow. So then I'm Matt Napo from My Girl TV Podcast. Have a great rest of the day. I got to run. Bye for now.
to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 